Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. In this week's episode, I interviewed Kendra McLaughlin, and Kendra's introduction starts a bit differently than usual. These are Kendra's words. I'm intelligent and strong, so why do I keep going in the same circles, making the same choices and mistakes in life? If I had a dollar for every time I've said that in my past, I'd be a billionaire. What everyone else saw in me was strength, steadiness and calm. They saw my great job, new log cabin, health and beautiful family. Here's the truth. I was completely unhappy, confused and hollow inside. I tried programmes, counsellors, everything I could do to end the cycle. I desperately wanted to feel happy, fulfilled, joyous and complete. All the lessons were short-lived. I quickly reverted to my old patterns and behaviours and that made me feel like even more of a failure. Through my training and research, I discovered I wasn't broken. The programmes and plans were. The reason I couldn't break the cycle was because of my past trauma from childhood. I needed to reprogram how I saw and felt about that trauma. It was holding me back. I was stuck. I created Recovery Focus Reset. I've been able to identify the blocks to my success and move past them to create a successful, exciting life of great relationships, travel, new business adventures and real joy. Hello, Kendra. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Hello, I am so honored to be here today. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, to be here to talk about this uh, wonderful subject that we'll be talking about. You are so welcome. I'm I'm really excited to speak to you and I'm really honored that you're my first guest on series three too. So. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I am like way to open the show for series three. <laughs> so much. Kendra, I met you well, I didn't really, you didn't meet me. I, I sort of, I became aware of you through uh, Master Sri Akashina's community. Yes. I, I've loved your content and the love that you're always sharing with that. How and when did you meet Master and how did that meeting impact your life? Great question. And I'll try to keep it as um, succinct as possible because it's it can turn into a big story. But Basically, uh, I had gotten a divorce about three years ago, and I had been married for 10 years with the, in a relationship for 12, moved on my own. Um, and I was, I had a great job making good money, I could take care of myself, but I was, I was lonely, lost, just feeling like no, I had no path and no direction. So I started looking up things on uh, YouTube. And like so many other people, I found Eric Ho at the time, because that's uh, what his name was at the time. And I found his his uh, channel and listening to him just resonated with me, I think mostly because he resonates with 
just regular people, like people that are that are that are starting right from the beginning of a journey that they don't even know that they're on. It's it's it just resonated with me, and so I kept following. And I honestly um, would not be here today doing what I'm doing, helping other people the way I help other people, if I had not uh, met him and had not taken part and taken action in a lot of other ways. Uh, in terms of I've taken some classes, FLC class, which taught me about business. I went to Wealth Yogi uh, in person, uh, went to the UK for three months last year. Um, I've, you know, been involved in the creator circle community and with the staff, um, which has been great. But it's really led me to be able to live my life of passion and purpose and be able to share my message with um, those who need it. Now, one of the biggest things I've learned, uh, or that Master Sri Akasha has taught me is that first thing is I am the creator of my own life. A lot of people don't realize that they don't realize that they, uh, they have a choice in, in what they're choosing, and they, they can create their own life exactly the way they want to. Most average people let life uh, live them, you know, they just kind of go along well, and you hear it, you hear people say, well, this is what life has handed me. And this is the, this is what I've been handed. And, you know, I, you know, people just think that they um, are to just, you know, get up in the morning and let their life live them. And it's totally the opposite. And I learned that, you know, you, you can create your own life. Here's the other thing. I didn't know anything about marketing. Um, you know, starting a business, you know, any of that. And I learned, I learned all of that through uh, Master Sri Akarshana's teachings, the creator circle. Uh, and it's given me courage. I, I now know that I can do whatever it is that I really want to do. And here's the really important thing. We all have a message. We all, every single one of, every single one of you out there, we all have a message. And I believe that we are put on this earth to bring our message, our experience to other people, to help other people. And Master Sri Akarshana helped me realize what my message was and not just that, how to get it out there to other people, how to get started, how to, you know, that, that you, you start at the beginning and, and it's okay if, you, if you're, you know, you're a beginner and you're not, you're not seasoned and you don't really, you can't talk in front of people. You can learn how to do all of that stuff. Um, so it's been huge, um, you know, to put it uh, in a kind of a shortened way. But I went to a um, event in San Diego a little over a year ago. And at that event, it was Master Sri Akashana's event in San Diego. And I sat next to Dr. Jane Mims. And Dr. Jane Mims is now in partnership with Master Sri Akarshna. She is the uh, mindset coach of the Creator Circle. So I sat next to her and the group of women that she was with had a great uh, session. Then um, I had decided uh, when I first met Eric Ho on uh, YouTube channel, he was in Bali with Grandmaster Akshar. And I looked at him and I said, I am going to be there. I want to do that. I want to go there. And sure enough, that following year, I was in Bali with Grandmaster, Akshar, Master, the whole creators team. And I was rooming, I roomed with 
Dr. Jane Mims. At that time, I had just quit my job. I had a job of 15 years working in the cell phone industry, selling, you know, on the floor. It was a good job in terms of money, benefits. I had a 401k plan, but it was really literally killing my soul. I hated Mm. the job. It was getting worse and worse. I was uh, really dying inside. Um, And and so I made a decision and made a change just before I went to San Diego, and I actually quit my job. So I was went to San Diego with no job. I went to Bali with no job. I met uh, Dr. Jane Mims, and she woke up one morning, came out to the pool area where I was sitting, and she said, "I had a I had a vision, and the vision is is that you and a couple of other women that were there are." work going to work with me in my business. She owns a coaching business. It's called Guild Coaching. She's been doing it for 20, 25 years, coaching um, women in business or women and men in business to elevate their lives. And um, I said, oh, okay. She said, I would like you to be the trauma and addiction portion of my business. And I didn't even flinch. And this is where this comes in about seeing opportunities that come to you even though I had, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know the path. I was scared as how I was like, you know, okay. I did. I just said, okay. For whatever reason, I knew here that it was the right decision to make. And so I became Jane Mims partner. I am the uh, trauma and addiction recovery specialist of her coaching business. And I have programs, um, Uh, And so that's how, so literally meeting uh, and following and listening and and doing uh, and taking action with Master Sri Akarshana has changed my life, um, you know, in in such an uh, amazing way. It's it's even hard to describe, actually. And that just shows you as well the impact of that knowing, doesn't it? Because knowing that it's a yes it's a this is a bit similar to my story of I've wanted to write for years writing a book has been like in my heart but I've never found the time life got in the way I did a job I hated for years until the universe literally stopped me because I then lost my mobility so I couldn't go to work anymore and and then I and then I ended up focusing on me but at the beginning of this year I decided that I wanted to write this year I was going to write so I brought my desk in and uh, it's quite a magical looking desk now it's got all my crystals all my magical things on it (laughs) but the the very fact that I made that decision I put a little picture on my vision board forgot about it and then this lady pops into my inbox literally two weeks later would you like to would you like to write a chapter in this multi-author book and I said yes well, you're aware now that I just won this competition in a group. That's yes, all connected. So that's all connected to the network of people who have been involved in publishing that I'm linked to because I said yes to that chapter in the book. It's just... <laughs> isn't it amazing? It's quite incredible, isn't it? <laughs> and we think we have to, you have to work hard to find, go and go and get these things and find these things, but but they actually just literally land on in your lap, don't they? It is, it, it is it, incredible. 
It is. And, and that's the mistake. And I, I was saying to you before we started our podcast today is that we could literally, and I think we're going to do a session. We'll do another podcast to- specifically about manifesting. Yeah, definitely. And how to do that and how it has changed my life and how I've been able to manifest some really incredible, I'm not even going to give it away now because I want you to watch the podcast, but it's, amazing and that's exactly what you're doing um but the first thing you do have to do is exactly right katie is that you have to listen to what's in here and if you're in tune to what's in here um then you're able to make decisions based on not what's up here but what's in here and that's what the guide is this is what guides you Um, your mind is not you. Your mind is thinking all kinds of things, including things that like, you can't do this. You're never, you've never written a book. What are you doing? What are people going to say? You know, all that stuff. Mm. It's here. You need to listen to now to kind of segue into what I do. A lot of times um, people that have gone through a traumatic situation or trauma in their lives really have a hard time listening to here because Mm. When you, when you go through trauma, you, you literally put a, a, like a wall up um, and you lose the connection with who you really are. And this sometimes starts at infancy. You know, as soon as, you know, if you're, if you're born uh, and you don't get the love and the tenderness of another human, like a mother or a dad, you lose the connection of yourself and who you were born to be. And You know, everybody has had trauma in their lives. Some people, it started at a young age. Some people, um, they don't even know that they've had any trauma. Um, But here's a couple of um, telltale signs. Think about this. If you are right now in your life and you're trying to get to certain big goals and you're you're working hard and, and, but you seem to make the same decisions over and over. And it could be with a relationship. It could be with a job. It could be with anything. You're, you, you seem to be stuck in a cycle of just, you know, not being able to make good choices or the choices you make just end up bringing you back to the beginning. If, you're, if you find yourself in that type of cycle, then more than likely, there is some old trauma that has not been reconciled or healed. And let me just, if that's okay with you, I kind of, I kind of take, take over and talk a lot. So you'll have to stop me. No, this this episode is all about you. (laughs) So basically um, I'll start with a little bit about, you know, my, what started me on this on this little journey of mine, actually it's a big journey, but when I was five, it was 1968. Um, my dad was 28. My mom was 25. I was the oldest in the family. We lived in the country. We didn't have a lot. We weren't, you know, we had food and a, and a roof over our head, but we were, I'd say country poor. And my dad, we, there were three of families that used to hang out together. We used to go to their houses, play with their kids. They'd come to our house. And my dad and the two men of the families decided to go on a weekend fishing trip. We live in a rural area. There's a lot of lakes, ponds, and uh, stuff like that. So they went up north and they went fishing for the weekend. Well, come Monday morning, nobody came back. And 
1968, you can obviously have cell phones. Um, so my mom called the game warden and the game wardens went up to where they were fishing and discovered that all three men had drowned together mm-hmm. that weekend. Um, and, you know, what happens when you experience trauma at a young age, because you're a child, you can't run from it where you know, you're five, you can't do anything about it. It was an accident, you know? And then back then there were not things like places that you could take children to heal from death. Um, basically what they said back then was, oh, go outside and play. Oh, the kids will be okay. You know, I don't know if you've heard this in your childhood, but back in my day, that's what you hear. Oh, the kids will be fine. They'll forget about it. They'll grow. They won't even remember this or whatever the case may be. And it's so totally wrong because here's what happens to your physical body uh, and your mind, your brain, when you experience a trauma. What happens is, is when my, and I'll use me as an example, when my dad passed away, obviously I had certain feelings. Um, My mom didn't work outside the house. I'm sure even as a five-year-old, I understood where, what's going to happen next. Where did he go? Nobody ever talked to us about really what happened. Uh, They told us to go outside and play. And, and I'm not blaming anybody here. That's just the other thing too. This is just an overview, a helicopter view of what happened. So what happens is, is your brain and your physical body take a snapshot of the trauma and trauma is not the thing that happened to you. Trauma is how you feel about what just happened. So you, there's certain things that go on in your body, uh, certain chemicals that are emitted uh, in your body and your brain when you go through trauma. What happens is, is your your subconscious takes a, a snapshot of that and holds it in like a picture book, a memory book, right? That's your memory. That's the amygdala part of it. And you then as a child put a wall up and I became the nice one, the, the a smiley one, the friendly one, because it was my it was my cover for really how I was feeling inside. Um, loss of my dad. Um, I felt like he left. I was angry. I felt like he left me alone. Uh, my mom was dealing with her own thing. So, you know, you know, she was only there as much as she could be. Mm. And as you grow up, you have this um, wall that you've built, this shield to protect yourself. And it works when you're a child. It protected me when I was a kid. I was, but as you get older and as you get into adulthood, that shield that you've put up no longer works because uh, in the midst of all this trauma and in, in this, you've lost your connection with who you really are. So go, going into my early adulthood, I had no idea who I was. <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted, what I wanted to do. We are then conditioned um, by family, society, whatever, to live a certain way, you know, so you go about your business. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and it, it, that, that shield that you pull up, pull up no longer serves you. So you, you, I became very confused. I became, I was in a lot of emotional pain, but I didn't know why. So I started using um, drugs and alcohol. Um, and in my early twenties, um, really got into a lot of drugs. Um, I had to go to drug rehab. I had, in the meantime, I had two little girls, 
I found myself homeless in my car with my kids, no place to go, uh, no money, no nothing. I couldn't tell my family um, because I was the oldest in the family and I was supposed to live up to a certain standard and that's the way I felt. So I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew what I was going through really. And what happens is things will happen that will trigger those same feelings that you had when you had the trauma. So in terms of relationships is a good example. I kept choosing people to be in a relationship with that were not available emotionally. And, and the reason I did that is because that was the comfortable feeling that I had because I didn't have um, a relationship with my dad. Um, he wasn't there. And so I would choose people that really weren't there for me. And I didn't know I was doing this, but my subconscious was doing it. And every single relationship I chose was exact, turned out exactly the same way. It was a cycle. It literally, I could, you know, write a story about each one and they, they look exactly alike because I was choosing based on the feeling that I had. It felt comfortable to me. It sounds kind of weird, but when you're in trauma and you're used to that traumatic feeling, typically you, you're, unless you get that trauma healed, you're going to choose what you're what your inside, what your subconscious is comfortable with. And I was comfortable with loss, honestly. And I would choose people that would leave or I'd make them leave. Mm. Um, I'd do something, I'd sabotage the relationship and they, and then I'd wonder what, where they went and why, what happened. And it became a cycle of mine. Um, so it, that's, that's what trauma does. And, and it, and I'll be honest with you, a, a client of mine asked me, well, when does, when does this go away? And, and, and I, I said, well, you know, a lot of people would tell you that you, know, you can make it go away. And I'm going to, I'm here to tell you that you, you, it doesn't ever go away, but you can learn to recognize triggers that come up. You can learn to communicate differently. You can learn to um, use the tools that you have to live a life of passion and purpose. And I know this because that's what I am doing. Mm. I am, I give people that are feeling hopeless um, and unworthy because of trauma that they've experienced. I give them hope because I am a perfect example of someone who, in spite of my trauma, have been able to um, work out of it. Now, there's a specific way to do it. And there's certain things you have to have in place in order to, to do this, but it's a, it's possible if I can do it, anyone can do it and, and B, I can show you how to do it. And, um, it, it's, I finally, through Master Sri Karshna, I finally, I found my purpose. I knew I wanted to help other people, but I didn't see exactly the path. Now I, uh, am on the path. Um, and, and have found a, um, a beautiful path to help other people uh, and have found people that also support me along the way in order to do that. Um, so that's, that's really how it all started. And so today I'm able to make better choices. I'm able to um, really create the life that I want to create, which I've been doing the past um, three years or so. And it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. And Anybody can do this, you know, anybody can do it. And it's never too late, is it? I've had similar patterns, relationship patterns, traumas. I've, I've done a lot of self-education uh, and uh, 
learning as well over the last few years. So when you get to a point where you actually start to witness your own patterns and behaviours, it's a great place to be in, isn't it? It's a great place to be in that you can share this with your own family, people that you care about, and then the wider community. It's, it, it is incredible once you can understand it and see it and realise that that it isn't too late. I'm in my 50s now. You're in your 50s. I know, yeah, people, I know someone who's 70 who's just changed and, and comes to a, another group that I'm in. I, I, I'm aware as well of someone who's, I was just reading a book and he was talking about his mother who was 83. So it, it can be it's done. It's never too late and no. it's never too early. I have a client that's in her early 20s. And what's beautiful about that is, is now she's going to be able to help her family. Because here's the other thing about this. And I want to talk about this really quickly about addiction and trauma. Addiction, people that are addicted, and, and I'm not talking just about drugs and alcohol. I'm talking about gambling, buy, you know, uh, shopping, um, sex. Um, it's all kind exercise, food, eating, mm. food. It's all kinds of addictions. Addiction comes from cycles of trauma. And you've heard people say, well, my brother's an alcoholic because my dad was an alcoholic and my granddad, it's, it's in our DNA. No, it's not in your DNA. What it, it, what it is, is, is addiction comes from re, trying to relieve the pain of a trauma. And I'll give you a really good example of how this goes from family to family. And you'll recognize it. It's really interesting. And I'm going to use my own family as an example. So I had a brother that was a year younger when my dad died. He has chosen not to get help for his trauma. He is a full out blown, blown, full blown alcoholic to this day. He's a year younger than me. He looks 20 years older than me. He's literally drinking himself to death. He stopped having anything to do with his family. And when the kids were fairly young, he has two kids. What that did, and because of his trauma, he's hurting, you know, and, and I understand this and I wish he had gone to get help, but you can't force somebody to go get help. That's the other thing. So he's choosing to, to make himself feel better um, by drinking. His children who are watching him and have been traumatized by him now have their own kids. They too went down that same path. My niece got into drugs, into heroin. She has a child of her own, who's now eight. Luckily, she has uh, sobered up. She's gotten help and she's on the path to a better life. But if she hadn't done that and she continued to do what she was doing, then her son would be traumatized. Mm. And that's how it gets passed from family to family. And the pain of um, trauma, when you ask somebody about, you know, why they're drinking, you know, instead of asking, you know, why are you drinking or why do you do this um, addiction? Why are you doing this to yourself? You, you know, ask them what, what is it that is the pain that they're feeling? Because that's what's, that's what the catalyst is. Mm. And it's been proven over and over again um, that this is how it works. And so people that are young, the client that I have, that's a young client, thank God she's doing this mm. because now she can heal. And you're right. It's never too old. I'm almost 60. Um, and, you know, I came to a realization, I don't know, last year, mostly, 
maybe it was a couple of years ago that I said, in 20 years, I'm going to be 80. I'm going to be 80 in 20 years. You know how quickly 20 years goes by? Mm, so I do. said to myself, yeah. So I said to myself at that point, I better get on the move. I want to live. I want to, I don't want to be at the end of my life and wish I had done this, that, or everything else. I want, I want to be able to experience things. I want to be able to, um, I have uh, four grandkids, the fifth one on the way in October. And I want to be able to have a relationship with them and my children and, exp- and teach them what I know about my family, about what I've been through, about what I've learned um, as an elder. I want to be able to do that. You know, it's you, you really have to take care of and heal the trauma that you've been through in order to move forward to be able to live your best life. It's not difficult, but it's not easy. So it's simple, but it's not easy. I don't know if, um, if you think about that, it's there's simple yeah, I think it just it. becomes the, the most important thing in your life, really, doesn't it? Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's the direction that you need to, if you really want to change things, it's, it, it is the work. It is the work. And, and I tell people who are starting, I have a 16-week um, program. It's called Recovery Focused Reset, and it's about healing trauma. You know, I tell people in the beginning when they go to, when they start the program, you know, you, you do a lesson each week. And then you also have a tribe, you have a group of people that you can meet twice a week with. And I tell them in the beginning, and I've heard this from a couple of clients, I don't understand how, you know, they do the first lesson and they're like, I don't understand how this is going to heal my trauma. And I said, you have to trust the process. There's a process of it. You know, you have to start here at the beginning and work through this process and honest to God, every one of them at the end are like, okay, now I know what you need. And the revelations, the connection between the decisions they're making today that are connected to the things that they either heard or experienced growing up. And when they see that connection is amazing because once you see the connection, then you can recognize the patterns and that's where the change comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a client right now who is um, at my age. And she is the first CEO, woman CEO of her credit union. And she has done lots of great things in her life, but there was something missing. She's, she got to the point where she wanted to in her career, right? And she's worked her tail off, but there was something missing in her life. And so she came to me and she took, uh, took my program. And, the, 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 and she was like, well, I don't really think that I had any trauma growing up. But as she's doing the program, she's re- she's literally weekly seeing the connection about how she communicates, how she um, is as a leader, how she is in relationships, how it's connected to the things that she grew up with um, that that shaped how she thinks and acts and makes decisions. And then now she can change those those decisions based on what she knows from, from before. It's amazing to watch somebody go through the process. It mm. really is. It's so amazing. Um, Sounds it. Can you give our listeners one tip that would really help them now if they're struggling? Well, the, I'll give you two, because the first tip, I, ju- I just have to say, because I think it's really important, particularly seeing people go through this and also going through it myself. You need to get yourself a, a good coach. You need to find someone that who has experience in 
and has gone through the journey themselves because I, uh, you know, a good coach that, that has experience in this will understand exactly how you're feeling and understand exactly the place you're in and be able to help you get out of any particular triggers that you might be in. And you also will, you know, will gain a tribe of people, people that understand you. If you go and just get any coach or anybody that's coaching in anything, you don't, you're not going to get that connection and, and they're not going to understand, you know, where you're coming from in terms of trauma. It's, it's a very interesting uh, and unique place to be and how to get out of it. It's like you're in a big hole and you're trying to get out. And some people will try to use um, their fingernails. Some people will try to use a ladder or something, you know, so a coach will help you see uh, what you can't see and help you through it. Um, but on a personal level, I'll give this tip is if you're in pain right now from trauma and you're, you're, you're feeling unworthy and depressed, start, go back to the basics. And what I mean is go back to the basics in taking care of you. Go back to trying to connect here to see what you really need and want from the minute you get up. Okay, what do I want to eat this morning? Do I want to take a hot bath? Um, what would, what do I feel like doing right now? You know, the basics, you don't need to, this isn't going to be solved. Life isn't going to be solved by worrying and being anxious and ruminating, meaning, you know, thinking of what's happened in the past and what's happened, what's going to happen next week. Try to stay present um, and, and start back with the basics of just taking care of you. What am I going to wear today? What do I feel like? You know what I mean? Just the mm. basic stuff. Um, one of the, a couple of things that have really made a difference in my life, um, and you'll, you'll probably laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really honest about this. When I first started with Master Sri Akarshana, I did not understand what the heck meditation was about. I didn't understand it. I never did it. I would, you know, he's had taken me through a couple of really good meditations that really, um, but on a regular basis, I was like, I, what am I, you know, am I just going to sit here and do what, you know, I just didn't understand it. Since then, I have uh, worked with meditation and done a lot of meditation. And now I can say that um, David, my partner and I meditate every single morning and I wouldn't miss it for the world. And it has, it has been extremely um, relevant in myself being able to stay present in my day to the connection to myself. Um, so it's been huge. So if, if those of you who out there who are not meditating or don't know how to meditate or don't know how to get things from a meditation, um, you certainly can let me know too. And I can help you with that. Or if you need any kind of tips or anything, because I too, I used to think years ago that pe I thought people were crazy <laughs> were meditating and I look at it now and I'm like, it's the, it's the, it's the first, we look forward to it every single morning. There's mm -hmm. seven days a week. We don't miss it. It's the foundation of our day. It's the foundation of our life. And also um, a great morning routine. If you don't have a really good morning routine, if you're just getting up out of bed and shuffling off to work with no morning routine, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Your day, because here's the thing, 
you have to have a foundation. A house isn't built on quicksand, right? They have, mm-hmm. has to have a good foundation. Then you build your house. A good morning routine, whatever that is to you, everybody's is different, is the foundation of your day, is the foundation of your life. It helps with um, staying positive throughout your day, staying present. It helps you think better. You make better decisions. You have more energy. Um, And I'll just give you a quick synopsis of what my foundation is um, every day. And it's, um, I get up, we, David and I work out, we meditate, we do the five Tibetan rites, which we can talk about some other time, but they're amazing. And then um, that's how I found it every day, every morning, that's is what we do. Um, and we make time for it. There have been times in my life where I've said, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, we're all busy, but we find things to be busy with. Don't you find that your day expands when you actually do these things? Your, your day seems longer. You seem to do, you seem to manage to get more done than anybody else around you. <laughs> I am so much more, um, A, motivated, but I get more done um, in my day because you're, you, it, you're able to stay present. You're, uh, it's, it's, it's really an amazing, amazing thing. And, and I recommend it for everybody, mm. uh, for anybody, you need a good morning foundation. And then I hear people say, well, I don't, I can't wake up early. Yes, you can. That's an excuse. Go to I, bed I don't early. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. And actually my coach, which Jane is one of my coaches, she, um, Dr. Jane Mims, she, her, her morning routine when she's working with somebody actually starts the night before, because if you're staying up, you know, till midnight, one o'clock, you're not going to be able to get it up. You have to change the night before first, then you can create your own morning routine. But I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. It'll, it'll change your life and um, it'll help you get the things done that you want to get done. And then I just want to touch really quickly um, on what you mentioned a little bit ago, which was about uh, a lot of people think when they're reaching for their goals, that they have to be constantly pulling and grabbing and finding and looking and pushing and, and yeah all of that hustle and, hustle 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 and having yeah. that stress of like it's that isn't the way it works the the work that you're responsible for is to allow is to create a a, a place that you can allow the things that the universe is bringing to you to come to you. And it will literally fall in your lap. Katie is a great example of that. Literally. And you'll recognize it. You'll recognize it as well. You'll, you'll notice the synchronicities everywhere when your mind is in a place so peaceful that there isn't any noise anymore. <laughs> it, it isn't, that, isn't that how you fight? Yeah. Yes. It's, and, and it's I'll like magic, a, isn't it? It's, it's like magical. I am like, you know, I, I am in awe. Okay. Now I'll tell you a really quick, short story. It's not a story, but I'll tell you what's, what's going on with me right now. And what recently has happened. David and I have made a decision that we want, we're going to get a camper thing or whatever, trade my car and get a truck. And we're going to travel the U S for two years. We're going to be on the road. And, and my daughter lives in California and she's due for her first child. Uh, in October. So we're going to be out there for October. So we had thought about, well, what are we going to get for a camper? And we looked online and stuff. Well, we also do on the side, we do uh, tile installation. We do backsplashes. We build showers. 
together. So on the weekends, that's what we do together. And we had a client, uh, David went to go do a um, uh, estimate for this guy. And he noticed some photos on the wall of a, of a mid-size Airstream. And he goes, oh, I like your Airstream. And he goes, yeah, my wife and I spent two years on the road traveling the US. And David goes, wow, that's what Kendra and I want to do. And he goes, oh, wow, that's cool. He goes, it's been sitting there, it's sitting out in the, in the back there. It's been sitting there for two years. Um, we redid the whole thing. They bought an old Airstream and literally rebuilt it from the frame up. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. We go back the next time to, to do the backsplash in their kitchen. And he, the guy takes us out there to look at it. It's absolutely gorgeous. That's first of all. And David and I had kind of talked, well, maybe we're going to be doing a shower for him. Maybe we could trade. And we hadn't mentioned it to the guy at all. And David goes, well, you know, have you ever thought of selling it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. You know, um, you know, we put a lot of money into it. And then the guy stands there in the doorway as we're leaving. And he goes, but maybe we could do a trade um, or something. <laughs> And then last week, we haven't seen him, them in a week and a half because we're doing their bathroom, but it's not time for us to go yet. And he de literally text messaged David on Saturday. You know, we hadn't seen him in a week and a half and said, I ha still haven't forgotten about the Airstream. I, th I think we can come up with a price that works for both of us. Brilliant. Now, what the heck, man? <laughs> Incredible. It's, it's just, it's just, you know, it's amazing to me. And yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's like magic. It really is. It, it had things like this happen. It just like comes to you. You don't have to do anything, but think, think about what you want. So you have it in your mind. And this is the thing we were going to talk about, um, manifesting. And then you just, um, you forget about it and you go about your business and you take aligned action to what your goal is, which is what we were doing. And then lo and behold, whatever is going to, whatever you want will come to you in like, it's like this. It's like the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Is there a book that you could recommend to help someone in this area? Yeah, so trauma and addiction actually, rather than manifesting. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple of books. I'm gonna recommend the very first one. It's a brand new book out by a friend of mine. He actually taught me how to do a couple of um I go I go into recovery places and do um uh, a session with so he taught me how to do this. His name is Jesse Harless. He um works with communities um on the in companies in terms of addiction and it's called his new book is called if not you then who his name is jesse harless j-e-s-s-e -S -S -E. you can find his book on amazon and he's just a really cool soul because i know him personally i used to work with him at the cell phone store and he used to be a uh, his addiction was um pills and i didn't know it I was working with him the whole time, never knew. And he um, is a wonderful resource. And, and this is a wonderful new book that just came out around the same time that your book came out. Um, the other one that I'll recommend, Gabor Mate um, is a renowned um, doctor on trauma and particularly childhood trauma and what how it how childhood trauma manifests into an adult that that um, that is having issues or how it manifests. And it, in the book is called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. And any of his work, his um, 
you know, YouTube or anything. He's an amazing resource um, and you'll learn a lot from him. Um, And it just gives you a whole different look on trauma and how it affects the person. And he uses compassionate inquiry, which means that instead of having, you know, um, like if somebody's addicted or has had trauma, PTSD, instead of looking at them as something's wrong with them. He uses uses a compassionate inquiry and goes back to the roots of the trauma. Um, And and it's super interesting, really, really good book. So those two, I would highly recommend. And then I'll just throw a third one in just because there's so many good ones. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. And this is um, by um, Bessel van der Kolk. And what's cool about this book is it really goes through exactly how your body holds your emotions, holds your trauma, literally stores it in parts of your body, in your intestines, uh, and all of that. Um, and so that is just a, it's a really good book on, on, on how that works and how much your body stores, even for years and years and years, of um, trauma and emotions and 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 feelings um and I I understand that because I know that's how I became disabled and what happened to my body so and I've got the book on my shelf so I think that's a bit of a sign read it Katie (laughs) yes it's it's really interesting I never realized the connection really I never realized that there was that much of a connection and it's it's all connected Mm. um and, it, and, and that's where, like you said, that's where um, it manifests in the body as either a disease. So if you don't heal it and you don't get it out, it manifests as a disease or, um, you know, it just, it, it's a, it very interesting how it literally takes over the, the physical body. Mm. Um, so. A couple of quick um, personal questions that are a bit different to questions I normally ask. I thought I'd do something different this season. So sure. if you could go back and give 20-year-old Kendra some advice, what would that be? That's a good one. I would say listen to your heart. Put your seatbelt on, put a helmet on. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting ride. I I you know it's funny because I look back on everything that I've been through. Um and I've made some really bad decisions and I've been through a lot, a lot of stuff. But I don't regret any of it. And, and the reason I don't is because now I'm able to use that experience to help other people. But I would just say that try to be as authentic you as you can uh, and get help early on. Now there's so many, this, you know, there's people like us who talk about these types of things that if you are listening to this and you have any inclination that you may have some trauma that you haven't healed, or if you, if the cycle um, you picture, you can see yourself doing that same cycle that we're talking about, get help, um, to get through it now and don't wait, don't wait, um, until it either gets worse or if you deserve to to live a good life. Uh, you deserve to live a life of passion and purpose. Uh, and that's, I think that's what I would tell myself is, um, I think I would have wanted to start my journey a, a long time, you know, years yeah, ago. Early, but- yeah. But we are where we are. And I'm sure we'll be here another 50 years with what we know now. That's right. (laughs) If money were no object, what would you do? So I don't think money is not. I don't think money, having no money is a problem. (laughs) And you're doing what you love, aren't you? I can tell. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't think about money. No. Um, I have everything I need. I always have enough money, more than enough. 
Uh, I don't worry about money. I never think of money. I think of money as energy. I'm not afraid to spend money. I'm not afraid to invest in myself. So I've invested in programs with master, a lot of money, a lot of investment. Like what, like my family is like, what are you, you know, that, that type of money. Yeah. But, uh, but money is energy. You put money out there to invest in yourself. It's gonna, it's going to come back. That's how right. energy works. If you're out there buying, you know, frivolous stuff that, that you don't need, that's a different story. But if you're yeah, that's filling an emotional void with shopping, isn't it? That's a yeah. bit different, isn't yeah. it? Um, you know, and I look at it like this. Um, when I quit my job, I had a really decent 401k plan. And I, a lot of people that gave me advice said, don't touch your 401k plan, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what if I were to die next week? Where's my 401k plan then? I can't bring it with me. Why don't I spend some of it to have experiences that I want or invest in myself? And, and that's the way I look at money. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a nest egg um, if you can, but I don't worry about that. I don't worry about money. And, and I, I manifest money. So we'll talk about that on the manifesting show. Yeah. Um, we've got to do this one because there's so many stories I've got as well, but uh, I think it'd be quite a good episode. I mean, money comes to me in all different directions um, all the time. And I never worry about not having enough money. I can make more money. Um, you know, it, I just. We so are creators, do, aren't we? We can create. We are creators. And so I do, what I, I do what I want. Last year, I traveled more than I have in my entire life, even COVID. I went to the UK for three months. We went to California to visit my daughter. We drove to Tennessee to go see my uh, business partner, Dr. Jane Mims. We flew to Florida for Christmas and uh, for New Year's. Um, the year be- the December before that, so uh, we went to the UK in February. That December before that, I was in Bali, and then I was in San Diego. I do, I do what I want that serves me. That mm. if, if it serves me, then then I do it, and I spend the money on it, and I make more money and. I don't think about making money like in my business. Um, and, I think and, about helping. People. I think that's about why you're people. doing what you love anyway. I asked yeah. that question because it came up in my memories on Facebook the other day where there's a list of questions. That was one of the questions and I'd written on there, author. Was I already manifesting oh. that? <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing. Oh, that's great. I a, love it. A, yeah. A, another question do you have a favorite podcast um, besides, besides soulful valley of course I, I, I know that would be the first one um well I there's not it's not really a podcast I listen to lots of different things um uh, Dr. Zach Bush I listen to because it's he's he's not just about uh he's an MD but he's about uh, sustainable, um, growing sustain, you know, in a sustainable environment, growing food, um, stuff like that. Um, he's he's really a very smart, honest person when it comes to like the COVID stuff and all of that stuff. Um, so I listen to that. I listen to a little bit of everybody. Um, I believe that different people have different things to teach us. And so I don't get hung up on just one particular thing. Um, 
So that's my answer. (laughs) And finally, where can our listeners find you? Oh, fantastic. Well, um, so I have a program. It's called uh, Recovery Focus Reset. It's a 16-week trauma recovery program. It's a fantastic program. 16 lessons, and and you have um, walk-in clinics that you come to every week, and you have a tribe of people that are going through the same journey. Uh, And then I also have a trauma yoga program. It's a 16-week program that comes with 16 lessons, and there's two uh, yoga um, practices that uh, have been recorded for each lesson, but I also do a live yoga session every week, one on Thursday at 10 a.m. and one on Saturday at 10 a.m. And you can find me at uh, guildcoaching, G-I-L-D coaching.com. So my programs are on there. You can find me on Facebook, uh, on Kendra, Kendra McLaughlin. So you can message me. I do have a lot of friends. I think I'm almost at 5,000 again, Um, but you can send me a a message through messenger or my email address is Kendra at guildcoaching.com. You can send me an email at any time. Um, I check my emails all throughout the day. So yeah, that's where you can find me, but um, you know, like I told you earlier, I could talk about this subject for hours and hours, um, but I do realize we have, do have a, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a time limit here. Uh, but um, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to the next one. Thank you so um, much. And when you're in the UK, well, I hope once, once there are um, events happening in Lincoln, isn't it? Because yes, I'd, I'd, I'd wanted to come to an event and then all sorts of things happened. So I hope to meet you there one day. We will definitely meet. Yeah. I know it. I can feel it. Yeah, and I we can feel will it too. Back to the UK. We, we loved it there. It's it's where Master Street Partner is. And um, so we, we definitely will be back. Uh, I don't know when, but be lovely to meet you. And thank you for having me on the show today. You're very welcome. Bye for now. Take care. So ask yourself. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. Hopefully you will have heard something today that helps you feel a little lighter and more connected and aware of who you really are. My aim is to share love, light and wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think that it would help them in any way. You can find me at the Soulful Valley podcast page on Facebook. My website is soulfulvalley.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at soulfulvalley.com.